0: Hello guys, welcome back to the Talk Crystal Palace podcast. Yes, I'm back. I'm sure everyone has been crying themselves to sleep every night, wondering where is Ollie and that fantastic podcast. Well, I'm here. Um... Yeah, I took a break over the summer because I got a new job towards the end of last season, uh, which was kind of the main focus of my attentions. And also, it was my first COVID-free summer in London, living in London, should I say. So I wanted to enjoy it. Um, And pre-season was quiet to an extent. So I thought, you know what, why why not take a break? Um, I did actually record a podcast after Arsenal, which I didn't post um, for various reasons, doesn't matter what they are. I just didn't post it. Um, so there's a lot to catch up on, and that's what I'm going to do in this podcast. I'm going to go through what we've nailed and where we've failed since the end of last season to right now. Uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, what we've done well, what we haven't done so well, and then kind of off the back of the, what we haven't done so well, what I hope to happen, uh, mainly just before the end of the transfer window, because there's a long season. There are lots of things I want to happen. Um, but let's just go through it methodically. First of all, what have Crystal Palace nailed this summer? Let's start with the most recent thing, the Liverpool game. We nailed that. Our tactics were perfect. And there is nothing more satisfying for me than when a team goes out on Twitter, Palace fans reply, I'm talking about you, Benny Esther. You definitely don't listen to this, but I'm talking about you. They reply going, oh my God, what is that? What is Vieira everything about? 4-0 loss incoming. I'm rah 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 rah. And then we turn around and we win the game. Now, we didn't win the game, but we did draw away Anfield, which is pretty good going, regardless of how many players they've got, which, by the way, was, of course, our and making anyway. Shout out Anderson. I love him so, so much. Um, it was really promising to see that game, not just because we got a point at Anfield. Obviously, we've got points against big teams, against all the big teams now, under Vieira, apart from Chelsea. Fucking Chelsea. Um, the good thing about that was it was a new system, which we adapted to, and it worked. We played five at the back in the, in the FA Cup semi-final and he said Champions League semi-final then, God, and one day. The FA Cup semi-final and it didn't work, really. Like, we looked limited going forward. We looked okay defensively. You couldn't say it worked and that we kept Chelsea out for 45 minutes and they had to change their system in order to beat us. But they still successfully did that. Whereas this one was excellent. I thought Klein was brilliant at right wing back. I thought the I thought the whole back five was brilliant, actually. But I want to give a special shout out to Joel Ward, who looked complete. Like That's the first time since what? De Burr? Did he even play right centre back under De Burr? I don't even know if he did. Maybe since then that he's played right centre back. And it was at Anfield, and he looked completely normal. He looked like he belonged next to Anderson and Gahey. Anderson is Anderson. Like, he has nailed this season, like you wouldn't believe. And then Tyrant Mitchell uh, was really solid against Salah as well, Gahey as well what just completely, completely dominated them. Um, The assist for the goal, disgusting. The finish, disgusting. An amazing result, regardless of the fact that, you know, they had 10 men and we conceded. We nailed that. And the fact that we've nailed a new system is definitely the best part of that for me. I'm really excited about this season. Um, And the fact that we can hopefully now confidently play five at the back as well as four at the back is gonna be really, really important um considering how different teams set up in this league. So that is one thing we certainly nailed. On the topic of the Liverpool game, another thing we've nailed so far is signings. Now Sam Johnston came in the door, hasn't played yet. I'm very confident that he will probably take quite his place at some point. I think he's a really, really shrewd signing uh for his age, for his experience, for his ability. I think a lot of Premier League teams would have been in for him. Um, and for us to get him on a free is a really big coup, in my opinion. Bigger than people are giving us credit for. Um, Chris Richards, of course, came on against Liverpool again. He was on for 10 minutes. He looked brilliant. Won every header, looked composed on the ball. In, in that three-back system, I think he'll be the first choice, third choice, <laughs> behind Anderson and Gehi. um And, you know, I'm excited to see what he's like at right back, maybe at left back as well. Because he looks very versatile and you know a player that's young that's played for Bayern and can play all the way up across the back four that's objectively a great signing um and obviously Chatekore who I thought against Arsenal was okay I thought he looked a little off the pace at times I I got slated for saying that uh, the other day but the main thing that he was good or where he was good was Liverpool I just thought he looked so composed on the ball used it really well and defensively he was just everywhere like he he was just he was so clever. He has such a good reading of the game. Um, and obviously, letting Cuyate go it's difficult to find value in holding midfield now, where you can just find someone who can play that role that Kiate did by themselves and do it well. I thought Decore looks, has looked really good so far, and I'm excited to see how, how he kicks on. Um, and on the subject of signings, our targets in general, I think, you know, at the moment we're linked with Ismail Assar, who would be a really, really good signing, um, can play across the front three. If we're being realistic, it's highly unlikely that both Wilf and Elise will be playing football for us next year. So let's plan ahead. Let's buy Assar now for 25 million when, you know, next year, if we go for the same player, they'll probably want 30 plus because of just the situation we're in. So I, I think we'll get that done. I'm very confident that we'll get that done. Um Another one we're linked with today, Aaron wan you know, obviously gone to United, things haven't worked out, but he still walks into our team. And for a reported 10 million for a player who came from our academy with our player of the season in a prime Wilf year, like that's mad. That is insane value. Um, and yeah, if we can pull that off, that'd be great. And I just like who we're targeting. The age profile is good. The ability is good. We're not just, you know, spraying from the hip. We've clearly got exact profiles, which we're trying to fit. Young players, players who have experience at top clubs, young players who have prem-proven but maybe have a point to prove at the same time, young players who have dominated the championship. Like, but Everyone fits the same mould, and that's a sign of really, really good scouting from Friedman and Parrish. So big, big props to them. Um, and on the subject of someone who dominated the championship, my final nailed is Eberi Eze, who, against Liverpool, just the assist, it was just the assist. Everything else about his game was amazing, but I want to talk specifically about the assist the way that he brought that ball down, knocked it between Trent and Fabinho. And it's just the glide. I'd forgotten about the glide. I've never made a podcast about the glide, but I could dedicate a whole 20-minute pod about it. He just seems to, like, barely even run across across the pitch. Like, he moves so elegantly, so gracefully. Like, it's just beauty. He is such a beautiful player to watch. And seeing him back in his full flight is just so satisfying. And I had forgotten how good he is. And it makes me think, if we can facilitate him in the midfield, then we could have an amazing, amazing time this season. If Ebbs can perform to his best, if we can get Will firing as well, then this season could go into the nailed category. Now onto the failed category. And the first three are kind of all linked, in my opinion. Um, The first one is pre-season, obviously. The fact that we... I mean, we massively failed pre-season. We split our squad in half for most of it. We barely had any time together. We clearly hadn't settled really on a best 11, in my opinion. They played one game together before Arsenal. Um, And then that led to us also failing Arsenal. Against Arsenal, we were poor. We looked like we hadn't had a proper pre-season, funnily enough. And we played against an Arsenal team who was so well prepared, who... Honestly, first 20 minutes, we're playing like Man City. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that. Thankfully, they tailed off towards the end um, and we could have easily got something, which is also, I guess, a nail, the fact that we played badly and could have got a result against Arsenal. But um, yeah, the preseason and Arsenal, we both failed, in my opinion, um, which was a shame. And I think linking to Eze as well, I said, if we can facilitate him, then we could have a really good season. I still think we failed our midfield, man. I think that Decore and Eze have to start for us. They are they are two of our best players. One of them is, you know, our most expensive midfielder ever. Just got to do the maths on that. I think that's right, Yep. And the other one is our second most expensive midfielder ever. So like, and they're both young. they are both got bags of technical ability. They both need to start. So that third player has to complement them at the moment. And I, as much as I like Schlapp and as much as I think he's been really good in centre mid, he is not the player to go there, in my opinion. We need... Someone like Will Hughes, someone like Maka. I think Maka will start there for what it's worth when he's fit. Um, but we clearly need someone else to play that high energy, breaking up the midfield, putting the legwork in. Um, that's what we need, and that's what we're screaming out for. Um, I still think. I mean, just to give some kind of insight as to why we haven't signed anyone yet. Obviously, we looked at Flynn Downs; it didn't work out. We have signed a who kind of could play that role, but then we have no one to play holding. I think that we will sign a central midfielder on deadline day. I think we will probably sign a central midfielder from a top six team on loan or maybe permanently. Um, I think that we are waiting until 1 million percent confirmation that Connor Gallagher is not available before we're doing anything in the central midfield market, because obviously he's our first choice. Obviously we believe there's a sniff that he's going to be available next season. So obviously we're waiting for him. And, it, risk and reward. It could pay off massively. It could backfire. I'm sure we've got backup target too. We're confident we can get on a short notice, like like a deadline day kind of deal. Um, but at the moment, we're failing in centre mid. I do think that will change. I'm very confident that we will sign a third midfielder who will slot in there. And Schlup Hughes, MacArthur, Luca will be depth options, which is great by the way to that have them as depth options. That's class. Um, that is my take on the midfield. I also think we're failing slightly on attacking depth, which sounds crazy when we've got Elise and Io on the right, Wilf and kind of Eduard on the left. We've got Ebuay now as well. We've got Plange. Um, We've got Mateta, Eduard. We're still lacking goals in that team. Unless we're going to persevere with Eduard or Mateta, which I don't think we will. We'll constantly chop and change them. Neither of them start against Liverpool, which is obviously not a great sign. Um, I think that we will sign someone good. As I said, I think we'll sign someone who is good enough for our first 11 before the season uh, starts. But I think we need a proper goal scorer. Like I still think we need that. Obviously strikers are so hard to come by these days. Like look at United who can't sign one for love nor money. I think that we will at some point, but right now we are obviously not, we're not, uh, hopefully, Sal will be that man. Um, we've been linked to another guy in the Championship who I can't remember his name. I want say, like, Semenya or something. Uh, whatever his name is, he looked good. I saw a two-minute montage, so he must be really good. Um, that's where we're failed at the moment. But I think those things will improve. Pre-season and Arsenal, I mean, that will get better. We're not going to play like that all season. Example, Liverpool on Monday. And... Attacking depth, midfield depth will come with time. I'm very confident we'll strengthen in the window towards the end of it. Um, Anyway, that is it for me. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you've enjoyed it, please give me a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen on. And not only on Twitter, at TalkCPFC, but on TikTok, at Crystal Palace. posted my first video yesterday. And of course, it was about Man United, not about Palace. Sorry about that. Um, Hope you have a good week, everyone. And I'll talk to you probably post-Villa.